Hello and welcome to the Haynet podcast. Today I am your host, Rhea Freeman. Um, big thanks if you listened to my first podcast and if you listened to Sam's fabulous one last time, which was about the best platforms to start blogging. If this is the first time you've joined us, welcome. I'm Rhea Freeman. You can find me at riafreemanpr.co.uk. I also hang about on Facebook and Instagram where I'm Rhea Freeman PR and on Twitter I'm just Rhea Freeman and I help small businesses, specifically equestrian and country ones, with their PR and marketing through business coaching. So today I'm going to have a chat with you about which social media platform should a small rural business use. This was the question that Sam set me last time and is a really, really good one. It's one I get asked quite a lot. So first of all, I thought it would be quite good to have a little look at the size of the different platforms out there and the demographics, as in the age range who most use them specifically. Obviously, you can get really into a lot of detail here, but um, and that's something if you are interested in social media is a really interesting thing to do, actually. But you'll also find that there are loads of studies online. If you type it into Google, you'll just get pages of the damn things. Um, and I mean, when I was looking at the size of Facebook, I knew what I thought it was because of some research I'd done like last week. But because there were quite a lot of older posts online, um, it was difficult to get to the bottom of it. So the facts and figures I'm giving you are ones that I found online. They will obviously change. They will be out of date very quickly because the market will move. But let's start with the real big hitter, which has got to be Facebook. Um, Facebook has, according to my research, um, 2 billion monthly users, which is ridiculous. I mean, that is just phenomenal. And in terms of numbers, completely walks all over the top of any other social media platform that I'm going to talk about today and any other that I believe exists. Um, a lot of people use, plat we use this platform clearly. Um, 18 to 49 year olds apparently it is particularly good for them and more females than males use it. The next one I'm going to talk about is another real favourite of mine which is Instagram. Now again according to the things I found online there are 600 million monthly users of Instagram um, and most of these are under 35. Now of course when I tell you that you know, under 35 year olds use Instagram, it doesn't mean that people over 35 don't, far from it. And actually, if you look at the little graphs and statistics, a lot of people use Instagram who are much older than 35, um, but it's just where the bulk of the kind of population are really. So those in the population of Instagram are mostly aged in that range. But of course, with all of these things, you don't need to be attracting everyone on Instagram to what you do, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Twitter, again, according to the things I've looked at, 317 million um, monthly users, and most are 18 to 29. LinkedIn is a bit of a random one, um, but I think it's worth considering, because we're talking about business here, that has 106 million um, monthly users, but obviously it's more business to business. And the other one is Snapchat. Um, it's not my favourite platform, I'll be completely honest with you, but the monthly active users are, well there's over 300 million, and the highest group of users are 12 to 17 year olds, and then 18 to 24 year olds. 
So that's a really rough outline, but as I say, if you actually look online, there's loads of different conflicting figures, but that's what I have found. Now, this information is all well and good, but how does it actually relate to you and your small rural business? I think that trying to focus on all of them, especially if you're new to this and you haven't run social media accounts for a business before, is probably just going to break you. Um, because they've all got different nuances, they're all a little bit different, and posting exactly the same content on all of them, it won't really work for you, um, because they are different. So with Twitter, you've got a character limit, um, and although a hashtag is useful, you're not going to be using them like they are on Instagram. The With Instagram, you can have 30 hashtags per post, and there's well, I'm sure there probably is a character limit. You couldn't probably write a book on an Instagram caption, but I don't know why you'd want to. But it's a very different ballpark, and the image is king, is what it's all about on Instagram. And obviously with Facebook, it's different again. So, um, I can't quite remember if I started rambling about that. Oh, no, I know. Um, so, yeah, if you're new to if you're new to social media for business, I wouldn't pick them all to start with. I would focus in on one, ideally when you've got a bit to, a bit of knowledge on anyway. If you're on personally, um, Facebook could be a really good place to start. And to be honest, I would recommend Facebook for all businesses. I cannot think of a business I wouldn't recommend Facebook for. People get quite cross about Facebook, you know, changing its algorithm and you know, screwing them over. But actually, Facebook is doing this because the user experience is important. If they didn't look after the user experience, the two billion people that use it wouldn't. And if they don't use it, it hurts everybody. So whilst it is vexing that your posts don't get the reach you want them to, um, it is for the greater good and try and see it as a really positive way of, of them improving the experience of the people that you want to get to too. So I would recommend Facebook for all businesses. Um, it's phenomenal. The the size of it is just incredible but also if you want to stray stray into advertising the you can spend like a pound and target so specifically you can choose an age range a global location interests so if you're using your two three pounds i mean i'm, I'm literally talking it can be that much two or three quid you can make sure that your content is shown, the people that it's shown to are bang on for your target market, which I think is such a useful tool. And obviously then you get the insights and you get the who's looked at it, not who personally, but it'll tell you how many people have seen it and you'll get the comments and the interactions. Um, I also think a lot of, the other bonus is a lot of people's friends are on Facebook. So if you're starting a new business or you want your news of your small rural business to spread, it's worth just saying to your friends, look, I'd really appreciate it if you would like this or comment on this or share this. Um, you can get a lot of traction. And also the messaging is very good. So people can send pay messages directly to your page. You can push people to your website. The visual quality and the video aspect of Facebook is becoming more and more important. So if you have a product that is visual and to be fair there are m most products and services I mean I, I cannot think of one that wouldn't with a bit of thought translate really well to a visual or a video then it's a really good platform for you Facebook likes native content so posting a native video is always going to do much better than posting a link from YouTube but again that's a, diff a whole different discussion but I would recommend Facebook without a hesitation at all 
The next one I'm going to talk about is another one of my favourites, which is Instagram. Now, I was a bit of a slow adopter to Instagram, to be honest with you, but I have gone head, fallen head over heels in love with it, if you can possibly, with a social media platform. Instagram is all about the visual quality. So when you flick through your Instagram feed, it's the beautiful pictures that catch your eye. And it can take quite a lot of time to get these pictures, and I'm always experimenting with how I can improve the visual quality of my feed, because I know when I put more effort in and take a better picture, it does better. It's really simple as that. So if you have a quality, if you have a product that is visual, if you have a beautiful, I don't know, if you have a piece of jewellery, if you have gorgeous clothing, if you even if you have a service, you can put together things like flat lays that add that really gorgeous visual quality that you can then put a really relevant caption with. Negative with face with Instagram, sorry, is that you can't link directly from posts, but a lot of people put the little hashtag link in the bio because you can change that whenever you want to coincide with your website or with um, a blog or anything like that. So if you have a visual business that produces any kind of photography or content like that, which to be honest is most businesses, I would definitely suggest Instagram. And the beauty with Facebook and Instagram is that whilst you do need to be aware and you need to comment and you need to engage with people, you're really looking to post maybe once or twice a day. The issue with the next thing, which is Twitter, is that it has a small pool of people and the thing is you really should... Twitter is all about the conversation. I like Twitter. A lot of people hate Twitter, but I was an early adopter of Twitter. So I like the chatting. I like that engagement. But that engagement is really hard work. Um, You have to be on it. You have to be looking at people. You can use hashtags to search for things, but it's not... It's not the easiest platform, and it is definitely the one with the, apart from LinkedIn, the ones that we've looked at, it's the smallest amount of monthly users, but it can generate some really good results, especially if you get involved with a hashtag like um, Sam's horse blogs hashtag, then she will also retweet it to her followers, which can be really useful. Snapchat, again, as I said, this isn't my favourite platform, just because I just feel way too old for it. And also, the thing about Snapchat is you create content that disappears after 24 hours. Completely understand that, but what you can you can do the same with Instagram stories, and the people that I'm talking to through my general Instagram feed are looking at my stories, so I sort of am keen to focus my energy in one place. However, I do know of a lot of brands that do really well on Snapchat. Um, again, it's the kind of engagement, it's the interaction... It's the, it's the literally chatting and it's being happy to put that much energy into producing a piece of content that after 24 hours will vanish. With stories, for example, in Instagram, I use that to document what I'm up to. So if I'm walking the dog or um, often kind of snaps of things that I like that aren't high enough quality from a visual perspective to put into my general feed but I think add to the story about what I'm up to in the behind the scenes thing. And actually my stories do really well on Instagram in terms of I get some really nice um, messages and I get lots of views, which makes me very happy. But I'm not discounting Snapchat at all. Um, if you have, if you are targeting younger people particularly, I think that Snapchat could be a really useful platform for you. And I definitely wouldn't discount it. Um, the other one we haven't talked about is LinkedIn. Again, from a business point of view, I think LinkedIn could be really, really good. But it's a very different kind of content. You're not saying, look at these 
I don't know, look at this lovely shooting coat we've got in, you are looking at content that will appeal to other business owners. So it's a different animal again. And last but definitely not least is YouTube. Um, I love YouTube. I say I love everything, but I'm getting quite into um, watching people's videos at the moment. And it's got 1 billion unique users on YouTube a month, which is amazing. Um, interestingly, it's a platform that has, uh, it, just again, looking at the stats I have, a fraction more male users than female. And the key age range who uses it are between 18 and 49. Now, I also read that YouTube is the second largest search engine. And if you think, if you can't do something, like if you don't know how to, oh God, what did I look at the other day? I was trying to make some culinary ordeal and I go I YouTubed it, how to make, if you want to look at how to make an omelette, Jamie Oliver does a really good little video about it. So it's a really useful tool. And if you're creating an account of how-to content, if you're coming at your business from the angle that you want to educate and inform as well as entertain, YouTube's a really good place for you. But I wouldn't only do YouTube because although it's really useful and you can embed videos from your from YouTube into your website, you can share them on different social media channels, you've also got the native quality of posting onto Facebook. So that, but again, these are, I'm getting into the minutiae now. So going back to the original question that Sam set, I feel I have somewhat diverted and I am sorry about that. Um, which social media platform should a small rural business use? It depends. It depends on who you are targeting, whether you're targeting younger people or older people, who is your ideal client? It depends on what, you know, your kind of your, your level of photography, the visual qualities of your business. If you can create beautiful imagery, then you've got to be on Instagram. But if your imagery is a bit naff and actually it's not a main focus for you, I wouldn't discount Instagram, but I would make sure you put a lot more energy into Facebook first. Um, if you if you produce how-to videos, I would definitely get yourself, or any kind of video actually, I would definitely get yourself a YouTube channel. It can run alongside Facebook in, term, in terms of you can use the same content on both, but you just use it slightly differently. So you're not doing twice the work, you're repurposing, which is really key. Um, I personally, I do like Twitter, but I know a lot of people have really fallen out of love with Twitter. And, you know, whilst we were saying earlier that with Facebook and Instagram, you can post a couple of times a day and actually that's sort of recommended. I think with Twitter, it's recommended that you post sort of 15 times a day. So it's quite a big commitment. And it's that chat as well. It's that instant chat, the, the toing and the throwing, which makes Twitter brilliant, but which makes it potentially quite labour intensive from a business point of view. So again, that is something to think about. You have to think about your time as well because it's better to really nail one platform before you move on to the second than set up six different accounts and not really understand the nuances of any of them and do a pretty rubbish job on all of them. It will be much better to start with, say, Facebook, really feel like you're getting somewhere with that, then start Instagram, then start, I don't know, um, Twitter if you wanted, but I would really build up like that. But I guess I'm saying definitely Facebook, probably definitely Instagram. Um, at the moment, they're definitely the ones, unless you have a really young demographic, at which point you want to be really harnessing Snapchat as well. 
if you're business to business, LinkedIn's a key one. YouTube's great. Twitter's great too. So it's not been the most informative podcast, but I hope I've given you a bit of food for thought in terms of looking at what you can the bits of your business, your unique selling points and how they fit the various demographics and what the different platforms have to offer. So yeah, I hope that's helped. If you've got any questions, you can always pop along and find me. I'm Ria, R-H-E-A, at riafreemanpr.co.uk and you can also find me on Twitter, um, at Ria Freeman, on Instagram, at Ria Freeman PR, or I'm on Facebook too, at Ria Freeman PR. Now I've been thinking about a question for Sam and I have to say I have I think I've come up with a real corker. Um, so recently Haynet, which is obviously Sam's, it has launched has announced the finalists for their awards. So I wanted to know who how do you pick? So this is for the Equestrian Blogger of the Year Award, which Sam works with Mirror Me PR on. And I want to know what do you think makes a good blogger, Sam? What should people be looking at from these bloggers and taking away if they want to really elevate their blog and elevate what they're talking about to attract awards and, or more importantly, attract followers and engagement? But what things do you look for when you are picking people who are award worthy and people who aren't? Thanks so much for listening and I will speak to you very, very soon.